Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, well, part one of my 26 players that you could have made a case for being on that top 75 list. So these are part one of the players that I think you could kind of make a case for them being on the list. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so a couple of podcasts ago, I did the the NBA came out with the top 75 list. So what I did was I took from that list. Remember, in 1996, they did a top 50. So from that top 50, they added 26 more players. So it's really top 76 list. So what I did was I did a bit of research here and I came up with my own 26 players. Uh, These are guys that I think you definitely can make an argument them being on the list. Because remember with the top 26 that recently come out, a few of the picks were a little shaky, a little questionable. So. So I compiled this list here and any of these guys here, you could probably make an argument for being on the list. So, and on my list, I'm not replacing the top 26 list. Let's not mistake that because there's, you know, obvious no brainers that's on that list. But these are, you know, some guys that if you were to take away some and add these guys, you wouldn't lose anything from that list. So, and on my list are three league MVPs, nine rookies of the years, uh, two finals MVPs, 13 hall of famers, 11 guys who won the chip, six of them multiple times went in the chip three defensive players of the year, eight guys who made all defense, four scoring champions, two most improved players, and then seven number one picks overall. So so with that said, guys, let's get into it. And my list is just compiled by alphabetically. It's not ranked, so... So with that said, let's get into it. Let's start with LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge, I know you'll say like, who, what? But hear me out, hear me out. He was, um, he came into the league 2006, coming out of Texas. uh, He was the second overall pick in that draft. Actually, um, the pick belonged to Chicago. And it got dealt a few times around. So even prior to that, I believe it was originally the Knicks pick. And the Knicks traded that to Chicago for in the, that ridiculous Eddie Curry deal. But that's a story for another day. Anyhow, so in any event, 15 se- seasons in the league he played. 
250 pounds. He started out with Portland. Then uh, when he finally hit free agency, he went to San Antonio, played there a few years, and then now he's with the Nets. So, um, of which he started out with them last year, retired, then he came back. So he's now playing with them now. Anyhow, 15 seasons in the league, as I said. He played power forward and center, by the way. Scoring 19.3 points per game. A little over eight rebounds, two assists, a little over a block a game. Uh, he's a seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. Uh, one year, he led the league in uh, field goals made. And uh, and here's another ranking that I want to add to this discussion. And that is highest MVP rank. In other words, of the years that he got shared, you know, he got votes for MVP. The highest he went as far as um, on the list, how high did he make on the list and getting those votes. So he got on, he got votes three times in three, in three seasons, he got votes and the highest he's ranked is seventh. So, um, yeah, so LaMarcus Aldridge. Definitely somebody you consider. Not really eye-popping numbers, but I think um, someone to consider. Would, would he make it or not? Who knows, but I think he's worth a look. So, LaMarcus Aldridge is my first player that I mentioned. Next one is Walter Bellamy. I know a lot of you young cats are saying, who? Hear me out. Walter Bellamy. He was the center. He came into the league 1961. Um, he coming out of Indiana. Uh, he was the first overall pick in that draft, by the way. Played 14 seasons. Played uh, in the for the Chicago franchise coming into the league. Chicago moved over, over a few places. Um, Chicago Sephers became that. Uh, it changed hands, and then Chicago franchise eventually moved to Baltimore. It became the Baltimore Bullets. Then he played with the Knicks, then with the Detroit Pistons, Atlanta Hawks, and he ended his career with the New Orleans Jazz. Um, so 14 seasons, as I said, he scored um, average over 20 points a game. 13.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists. Um, he shot at 51.6 from the field, 63.2 from the free throw line. He won a rookie of the year, and in that year, uh, remember, that's the year where where all, all these monster numbers came out with... Um, Wilt Chamberlain uh, averaging 50 per game. And that same year, Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double. So here's what Walt Bellamy did in that season. 31.6 points per game. Uh, 19 rebounds he averaged. 2.7 assists. 
and he shot it nearly 52% from the field coming in as a rookie. So, uh, 6'11", 225 pounds. He, he uh, was a four-time All-Star. He went into the Hall of Fame in 1993. Um, and his highest ranking, because at the time they didn't do All-NBA and all that other stuff. Uh, his highest ranking... Uh, in terms of MVP, um, three times he got votes. The highest he went was 11th in the league. So, uh, doesn't exactly wow you there. But, I mean, looking at his career numbers and everything else, um, remember he played in the era with the likes of Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and those guys. So, um, Walter Bellamy. Definitely somebody to consider to put on to the list. So, um, next one up, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups, uh, coming into the league, uh, 1997, coming out of Colorado. He was the third overall pick in that draft. Uh, Chauncey Billups played 17 seasons. Uh, and then remember with Chauncey Billups, he bounced around like in the beginning of his career, drafted by Boston, then moved on to Toronto Raptors. Then from there, he went to Denver, then to Minnesota. Uh, he, he started to come on a bit in Minnesota, but eventually he went to Detroit where he really made his bones. Um, and then after Detroit, he went back to Denver. Then from there, he uh, went to the Knicks. From there to the L.A. Clippers. And then back to Detroit to finish out his career. So uh, he averaged 15, over 15 points per game. 5.4 assists. Nearly three re rebounds per game. And a steal per game as well. So shot it only 41.5% from the field. 38.7% uh, from three-point range, though. He was pretty deadly from out there. And 894 from the free throw line. So he's a five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, uh, two-time All-Defensive team. He played both the uh, point guard and the uh, shooting guard as well. 6'3", um, 202 pounds. He's one-time world champion, one-time finals MVP as well, In that, obviously in that series. And the highest MVP ranked he had, he, he got votes in four, uh, different years, the highest he went was fifth. So Chauncey Billups, yeah, um, uh, Mr. Big Shot, they call him. Um, definitely a guy you could consider. Um, basically, off of this, that for some reason <laughs> the the NBA want to make believe that that year didn't happen, that the Detroit Pistons won. <laughs> Uh, for some reason or another, they just want to pretend that didn't happen, but it happened. So, um, 
And he was one of the catalysts behind that. So uh, Chauncey Billups, you can make a case. You can make a case. I know his early years were shaky. He really didn't come on until late. But um, Chauncey Billups, you can make a case. Um, may not be a strong case, but you can make one. So uh, next on my list, Chris Bosh. I've heard a lot being said that, you know, that this was a definite snub. Um, Chris Bosh coming out of Georgia Tech in that famous 2003 draft. You know, the one, the Le LeBron draft with uh, Mello and Wade and all those guys. Uh, he was the fourth pick overall in that draft, remember. He was picked just before Dwayne Wade. Uh, played 13 seasons in the league. Um, you know, he could have played longer, but it was cut short by blood clots he was de developing. Uh, started out in Toronto. He was power forward. Uh, and he also played center as well. 6'11", uh, 235 pounds, very mobile. Um, started out with Toronto. And, of course, he went over in, um, in free agency along with LeBron James joining up with Dwayne Wade in Miami. Um, and here's his average. 19.2 points per game. 8.5 rebounds. Uh two assists per game, shot at 49.4 from the field, 33.5 from three-point range, and almost 80% uh, from uh, the free throw line. So his numbers align a lot with LaMarcus Aldridge. Big difference, though. 11-time um, All-Star, uh, one-time All-NBA, which seems kind of odd two-time champion he's a hall of famer just recently inducted in his highest uh mvp rank uh four seasons he got uh votes and the highest rank he went was 10th so uh well you gotta consider too that you know uh i'm sure those years was years that he played with lebron i imagine so um yeah, Chris Bosch, the reason I think he should have been considered when in Toronto, he was the man. He was the man. And if he had stayed there, I think these numbers would be a lot higher. What he did in sacrificing this game to go to Miami to help out LeBron with his legacy, his buddy Dwayne Wade as well, um, I, I, I think... I think that really gets overlooked. I think it really does. The fact that he had to alter his game. And he's the one that took a long while for him to kind of blend into that system. But once he did, once he bought in, um, you know, he was a much better player for that. So I think he gets a bum rap um, because if he weren't to team up with LeBron, he would have the – the, you know, the big numbers, but would he have won championships over there with Toronto? I doubt it. So um, he sacrificed a lot to go over there. That's what I'm saying. So I think that should be considered when making a list like the top 75. But nonetheless, uh, somebody I think 
is worthy of being on that list. So let's move on to Vinsanity. Vince Carter uh, played in the league 22 seasons. Uh, it, coming into the league, uh, 1998, uh, fifth overall. And then remember in that draft, he was initially drafted by uh, Golden State. And Golden State made that trade um, for Antoine Jameson, who they felt was a much more of a need than Vince Carter. So, uh, and it's kind of rare you see actual college teammates being traded, you know. Um, but any event, so he ends up drafted by Golden State, dealt to Toronto. Um which kind of served him well in the league well because he really put Toronto on the map. Anyhow, he started his career with Toronto, uh, eventually moved on to the New Jersey Nets where he uh, he really shined there as well, uh, moving from there to the Orlando Magic, then from the Orlando Magic to the Phoenix Suns. Then he kind of bounced around a bit to going to Dallas, to the Dallas Mavericks, then to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and also to the Sacramento Kings, and then finally ending his career with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, played the shooting guard, small forward, mostly small forward, and even some power forward. 6'6", 220 pounds. Uh, again, 22 seasons. He averaged 16.7 points per game. The average could have probably been higher uh, if it weren't for those years where he kind of meandered around there. Um, 4.3 rebounds, uh, a little over three assists, a steal per game. Shot at 43.5% from uh, the field. 37.1 from three-point range. His three-point shot, he kind of developed later in his career, especially when he started uh, popping around, making those stops. Um, and almost 80% from the free throw line. Uh, rookie of the year, he won. Eight-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, for what that's worth. Um... And for him, he appeared four times on the on the uh, hot, as four times he got MVP votes, and the highest he went is tenth. Oh, sorry, with uh, Bosch, he he actually um, only on twice, and his his highest rank was seven. So I got the two mixed up. Anyhow, so. So Vince Carter's highest rank was 10th. So, uh, but you know, you, you can't think of like the dunk contests and one of the high flyers in the league. Uh, Vince Carter was, um, definitely can make a case for him making the top 75, um, he didn't have the postseason success for what one reason or another. 
Um, but Vince Carter is a guy who definitely you could have considered making the list. Let's move on to Adrian Dantley. Uh, this is a, again, the young folks are going to be like, who? Adrian Dantley. I, you know, I, I in doing, doing this research, I looked at his, his stats and, you know, everything. This was a bad boy. This was a bad boy. Um, came into the league's uh, 1976, coming out of Notre Dame. A uh, very disciplined program, uh, playing under uh, Digger Phelps. Uh, he was the sixth pick overall. He played 15 seasons in the league. This is what he did. 24.3 points per game. 5.7 rebounds. Remember, he he played small forward his entire career in the NBA. He was 6'5". Uh, 208 pounds. That was it. He wasn't like your normal 6'7 guy who played uh, small forward at that time. He was 6'5. Um, anyhow, um, average three assists, um, one steal per game. And this 6'5 guy, he shot 54% from the field. This is a high volume shooter here, 54% from the field, uh, 80, 81.8% from the free throw line. He was a rookie of the year. Um, oh, let, he started his career with the Buffalo Braves. Then he went on to Indiana and then from Indiana, he played in L.A. for a spell. I, I didn't even realize he was in L.A. This was pre-Magic, of course. And then he ends up in Utah where he really made his uh, his way in the NBA. Uh, and then from Utah, he went to Detroit. Those bad boy teams, he actually was dealt for Kelly Trapuca, I believe. Um so he was with Detroit, and just before, just before they um, won their first championship, he was dealt in the um, at the trade deadline for Mark Aguirre. Um, Mark Aguirre, you could have put on this list too, but I digress. Um, so he just missed getting his ring with the uh, Detroit Pistons, and actually. Um, I heard he was given like an honorary ring because um, he was dealt, you know, he was dealt that same year. So he was kind of given like an honorary ring for what it's worth. So uh, and then from Detroit, like I said, he was traded to Dallas. And then from Dallas, he went to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, six time All-Star, three time All-NBA no, 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 no. Six-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, a two-time scoring champion. And get this, four times he averaged over 30 points per game for the season. For the season. Hall of Famer. Um, he received MVP, MVP votes six, six separate seasons. The highest rank for him was 
7th. So, um, yeah. Uh, Adrian Nelly was a bad dude. He was a bad dude. Uh, I think, I think we forget about him, um, in the annals of the NBA, but Adrian Dantley, you could have made a case. Um, he had some postseason success, um, with the, uh, with the Pistons, but you know, the year they won it, he got dealt. So who's to say anyhow, but, um, Adrian Dantley is a guy who could have made that list. You could have made a strong argument for him making the list. Next guy, speaking of Detroit, Joe Dumas. I'll tell you why I have Joe Dumas on here, but uh, Joe Dumas uh, coming out of McNeese State, that small college, uh, he was the 18th overall pick. Uh, pick actually belonged to the L.A. Lakers. Um, he was drafted in 1985. Um, I wonder who was in that deal, but... Uh, Joe Dumas, 14 seasons in the league, all with the D Detroit Pistons. So he played uh, either guard position, shooting guard, point guard, mostly shooting guard because he had Isaiah next to him. Uh, six, six, three, 190 pounds. Now he was kind of a light shooting guard. Um, most of your shooting guards were much, much bigger. But um, this guy, he, he he played the shooting guard. He played it well. Over 16 points per game, uh, four, four and a half assists per game, a uh, little over two rebounds per game, shooting 46 uh, from the field, 38.4 uh, from three-point range. So he was pretty solid in that, one of, one of the fine shooters in the league at that time. 84.3 from the free throw line. He was a six-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, uh, five-time All-Defense, uh, and two-time champion, one finals MVP he got, and a Hall of Famer. Uh, highest MVP rank, four seasons he got votes. The highest he went was 10th, which, you know, He's he he's not going to win MVP before Isaiah does, but what can you do? That's 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 the team he was on. So, but here's why I say Joe Dumars probably belongs on there, and it's not just for his playing ability, which um you know we get that he was the architect of that team I talk about the the Detroit team that um knocked off the. Lakers. Um, he was the general manager. He brought in all the players, uh, the guys like Chauncey Billups. He brought in. He brought in Richard Hamilton. He brought in a Ben Wallace, a Rasheed Wa Wallace. Um, yeah, yeah. He he was the engineer behind that. So, I I again, <laughs> I think the NBA tries to forget that season like it didn't happen. Like. That high-powered Laker team never, uh, never lost to the Pistons. They did in five games. So, anyhow, um, that's kind of my reason for putting Joe Dumars on there. 
on the strength of that. I understand you're supposed to be there as a player. He holds his own as a player, one of the uh, best two-way players, you know, at his position. But nonetheless, Joe Dumars on the outside looking in, but deserves a look at least to be on that list. Next up, Alex English. Alex English, um, another interesting case. Um, he came in the same year as actually Adrian Dantley. Um, coming out of South Carolina, he was he was the second round picking in that draft. Twenty third overall. He played 15 seasons in the league, much like Adrian Dantley. Uh, started out in Milwaukee. Um, but remember, at that time, Milwaukee had um, Marcus Johnson. So um, so there really wasn't much room for Adrian, Alex English. So from there, he went to Indiana Pacers. Then from the Pacers to the Denver Nuggets, where... He, uh, when he connected with Doug Moe, uh, he was a scoring machine. And then from uh, the Nuggets, he went to Dallas to end his career. Small forward, he was 6'7", 190 pounds. He was the typical size small forward as opposed to Adrian Dantley. Um, his career scoring average, 21.5 points per game. Uh Five and a half rebounds, about three and a half assists, a little more than that. He shot 50.7% um, from uh, from the field, 83.2% from the free throw line. Um, he was an eight-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA uh, he led the league in scoring once, so one year, um, Adrian Dantley left, let him have it, and he ended up uh, leading the league in scoring. Uh, and for him, he, six years, he received MVP votes. The highest rank he got to was sixth place, which is, you know, a bit better than uh, Adrian Dantley. Uh, he's a hall of famer as well. So, uh, Alex English, another guy who's kind of forgotten in the NBA annals, but, um, he's a guy, many said should have made the original top 50. Didn't make that come around to the 75 list. He didn't make that either. Um, maybe when the hundredth roll around, there's room for him. We'll see, um, if they'll write that wrong. So. Alex English left off this list. Let's continue on. Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol. Um, and then remember, it's just a few international players on the 75 lists. Um, so this this is a guy who definitely has a case here. Uh, coming out of Spain, highly regarded coming out of Spain, by the way. He was the third pick overall in the 2001 draft. Um, played 18 seasons. He played both the center and the power forward position. Six, seven feet tall, 250 pounds. So very mobile, agile. Um, started his, his career in Memphis. 
traded uh, for his brother, believe it or not, and some other pieces as well, to the L.A. Lakers, where there, you know, him and Kobe ended up uh, getting some uh, chips there. So uh, then from L.A., he went to Chicago. Um, Kobe didn't want to let him go at the time, but, you know, free agency called. Then from Chicago, he went to San Antonio Spurs, where he fit in quite well. And then from San Antonio, he went to Milwaukee and finished his career there. So Paul Gasol averaged 17 points per game, 9.2 rebounds, uh, 3.2 assists, about uh, a block and a half, a little over a block and a half per game. He shot 50 point seven from the field 36.8 from three-point range pretty good for a big guy um and then 75.3 from the free throw line he was a league mvp six-time all-star four-time all nba two-time champion with the lakers uh and the thing with him though his highest mvp rank he's no season he never got votes in any of his 18 seasons. Wow, I find that amazing. Um, yeah, but that that's what I saw in my research. So, um, Paul Gasol. Um, I think even without that, he probably deserves consideration being on this list coming out of Spain. You know, the, the Rookie of the Year honors, the uh, two-time champion. It wasn't like he was up just uh, along for the ride. He was integral part of winning that, uh, you know, Kobe, uh, God rest his soul, could vouch for that, for vouch for him, that's for sure. But Paul Gasol on the outside looking in, but deserves a look nonetheless. Let's go with a current player next. Paul George. Paul George coming out of Fresno State um, in 2000. The 2010 draft, he was the 10th pick overall, playing both the shooting guard and the small forward. Uh, I thought he played some power forward as well. Um, of course, uh, being drafted by the in Indiana Pacers, playing there for a while. Then he gets dealt to uh, OKC, to the Thunder, in that deal for... Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, so he's over in, um, he's over there with the Thunder along with Westbrook. Then, then he gets dealt to the L.A. Clippers. 11th season in the league. Um, remember he suffered the, broke, the broken leg which of which he came back from. And boy, did he. Um, his average 20.3 points per game, and that's about to go up uh, after this season, uh, 6.4 rebounds, three and a half assists per game, 43.7 from the field, 38.3 from three point range and 84.8 from the free throw line. He's a seven time all-star six time all NBA Four-time All-Defense, uh, 
won most improved player, uh, led the league in, in steals one year. And his highest MVP rank, he's been on the list twice. And he's made it all, he reached all the way up to third. So Paul George, a current player that you probably could have made an argument for. I understand the postseason success isn't quite there, even though he gets the name playoff uh, P. But nonetheless, um, Paul George on the outside looking in from the list. But, hey, you can make a case for him, that's for sure. And um, at his current rate and at the rate he's going, uh, I think it stands to say he'll probably make that top 100. So, moving on to, let's go old school here. Artist Gilmore. You're going to say, who? What? Hear me out with this one. Artist Gilmore. One of the intimidating centers to ever come into the league. Uh, Artist Gilmore coming out of, actually, he played at two colleges, Gardner-Webb, and then he went to Jacksonville University. Um, he was the seventh overall pick um, by Chicago. Um, he was the, no, he was in, picked in the seventh round, I'm sorry. Seventh round, 117th pick overall. I think that probably had to do with the fact that um, I believe the ABA was making overtures for him. So uh, NBA clubs didn't consider him. So uh, I guess the Bulls took a flyer on him late in the draft. So anyhow, um, again, Artis Gilmore, he was uh, center seven foot two. 240 pounds. I mean, this was a beast of a man, I tell you. Uh, he started out with the Kentucky Colonels in the ABA, uh, played there a good while. Then when the league folded, uh, Chicago, who had his rights, claimed him, and then he came to the Chicago Bulls. Then from Chicago, he played with the San Antonio Spurs. From the Spurs, he went back to Chicago and then finished his career with the Boston Celtics. 17 years uh, playing pro basketball. 18.8 uh, points per game. 12.3 rebounds per game. 2.3 assists. 2.4 blocks per game. Um, 58.2 uh, percent from free on um, the field, the field, and then 69.8 from the free throw line. And actually, he's a six time <laughs> field goal percentage champion. Six times, hmm. Uh, of rookie of the year and MVP in the same season for the, for the ABA, of course. Uh, 11 time all star. Five-time All-NBA. Five-time All-Defense. One ABA championship with the Kentucky Colonels. And a Hall of Famer as well. Uh, Artis Gilmore. I, he's another guy who really doesn't get this shine. And I, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, 
his early years were with the Kentucky Colonels, and he did some work while he was in that league. Yeah, but he, you know, he when he came to the league, he did fine as well. Um, but I think he's one of those players who really gets forgotten about. But he was, you know, not in, the, not as revered as a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, as a Dave Cowens, as a Bill Walton. Um, although he was in that era there, um, he was definitely in that era. But uh, again, artist Gilmore on the outside looking in, but you can make a case for him nonetheless. Let's move on. Manu Ginobili, Manu Ginobili, one of the key p pieces in that uh, San Antonio Sp Spurs dynasty. Uh, let's take a look at him. Coming into the league, 1999, he was the second round pick, 57th overall coming out of Argentina. Uh, Ginobili played 16 seasons, all with the Spurs. He, but remember with Ginobili, he spent his first three years in Italy when he was drafted, yes, in uh, 1999, but uh, those first three seasons were spent in Italy where he was honing his craft. Shooting guard, uh, 6'6", 205 pounds. He mostly came off the bench for most of his career, to be honest. So he was a spark plug coming off the bench. 13 point. Three points per game, about three and a half rebounds, 3.8 assists per game, 1.3 steals as well. Shot at 44.7 from the field, 30, nearly 37 from three-point range, so he was kind of dead-eye there. 82.7 from the free-throw line. Uh, only a two-time All-Star. Two-time All-NBA. He won the Sixth Man of the Year Award, obviously. A four-time champion. Three times he got MVP, MVP votes. The highest he finished was eighth. So, again, one of those scenarios where uh, I, are you really going to give him the MVP over Tim Duncan or even um, Tony Parker for that matter, especially him being a bench player. But, you know... Nonetheless, an important cog on that championship. Um, he's the third wheel, I would say, of that. But Gino Manu Ginobili on the outside looking in on that list. So, um, so here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to take a pause for the calls here. And when we come back, I'll give you the last... The last 14 guys on the list. Okay, so I'm going to pause it there. And then when I come back, I'll give you the rest of the next 26. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. 
Also, you can email me at thatsportsdudegd at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.